my goodness, it's Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. Listen, I met more people who listen to the show every morning. Thank you. Lovely to meet y'all out here in these streets. And I like the way y'all come up to me all nice and, hey, Babs, I like what you do. Hey, Babs, I like your show. Hey, Babs, you have great guests. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Happy Monday, April 3rd. We are in April. A month from now, I will be 60. Six zero. Hard to believe. I don't believe it. It's a nice age. I feel pretty damn good. Uh, not without my challenges like anybody else, but I feel pretty damn good. Uh, let me run down my weekend because I know y'all want to know what I did all weekend. And you know what I got to do? Got to refer back to my calendar and my Instagram because that's the only way I know or remember what has happened. Because <laughs> otherwise, I couldn't tell you. Uh... Oh, I know. So a couple of things on Friday. Uh, I was at Next Haven for the Facing Life for the second part of the symposium. So I was over there for that uh, with the law school and the Racial Justice Center, which was incredible. I was quite moved. Quite moved. It was, it really was good. And to sort of hear the stories of these men who were uh, locked, tucked away in Angola prison in Louisiana for 28 to 30 to 40 years uh, is unconscionable and unfathomable. Woo! And I got a chance to spend some time with them uh, because we I took them on a tour on Thursday uh, down Dixville Avenue and into the uh, Tony and Window Hart Museum where the Judge Constance Mot Motley Baker exhibit uh, is. So that was wonderful and well worth uh, time. And then Friday I went to the symposium, uh, that they, the second part of the symposium in Next Haven. And then I left there, picked up Ife because she was at the uh, Feminescence uh, spoken word coffee shop, coffee, coffee hour, coffee night kind of vibe, late night vibe at Orchid, hosted by Shah Juanita and, uh, and uh, the other sister. So I, I didn't go in, I just picked her up. And then we ran over to uh, Alicia's birthday party, which was fabulous. She had it in this wonderful space, wonderful people. That Dana Game DJ, she looked amazing, amazing, amazing. She looked amazing. Um, and, I mean, she's already a, a beautiful woman, but she just looked ethereal. So, so I got a chance to spend, I didn't stay long there because one, I didn't feel well. And uh, two, I know I had to get up the next day, Saturday for Yale Access to Law School. And we were at Quinnipiac Law School Saturday from nine to about 1230. And, uh, you know, hear what they had to say. So Judge Robinson, um, Senator Gaston, uh, Fontana, Fontaine. Uh, it was just one, it was a wonderful day. Quinnipiac's got a lot going on. Beautiful campus, beautiful law school. Uh, it is on my list, let me tell you. All, well, listen, everything within the radius of where I am is on my list. But it's impressive, impressive. 
So that was Saturday. Uh, I don't think I, did I do anything? Please tell me I didn't do anything. No, I didn't do anything Saturday night. I think that was, I think that was it. I want to believe that was it. And then Sunday, I got up, picked up Ife. We went to church and heard um, uh, oh, wait, wait, Saturday night, I know what I did. I know what I did. The talk back. I went to see barbecue, the play, the talk back. I did that Saturday. I knew it was something. I was like, what the hell did I do Saturday night? So I was inside when all the bad weather was happening, all the rain and all that wind. I was inside at barbecue, like Collective Consciousness Theater over there in Peck Street in Erector Square. So barbecue. And then we hosted the talk back, uh, me and Alice Forrester, who runs the uh, Clifford Pierce uh, Center. So we did the, the talk back with Jenny Nelson and Dexter Singleton, who the Collective Consciousness Theater is their brainchild. So we, we, uh, so we 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 did the talk back and it was it was listen lots of people stayed for the talk back it was very interesting and illuminating and uh i got to tell you it was i it was a that play had a lot going it's like watching if spike lee ever thought to do a play this would be the play he would do i'm not kidding you it was packed full of so much so much to unpack and you know we tried it <laughs> We tried it, but uh, this is the last week. If you've not seen it, seriously, go see it. This play was well worth your time, well worth your time, thought-provoking. And, you know, we have the capacity to hold thought-provoking things in our hearts and minds, things that make us sort of, you know, uh, think about things deeply and then sort of see where in our everyday practical lives that some of this shows up. You know, or where you've noticed this or had this experience. Um, it gives voice to to some of that. So it was wonderful. Thank you so much to uh Collective Consciousness for letting me for letting me just be in the space. Uh so that was Saturday night. Sunday we got up. Ife and I went to uh Dixwell UCC and spent some time. Reverend Barber was there uh speaking. And they made him associate pastor because he needs to have a church home when he's here. And if you're going to have a church church home, UCC is going to probably be one where you want. So, I, I mean, I, I that's the church that I go to when I go to church. It's a UCC church. It's the oldest African-American United Church of Christ uh, in the country. Um, I, you know, I raised my children in the UCC world. And so this is probably the closest to what I would want to be. Uh, with with black folks in in worship, so so uh, I, I mean that to say I want to worship with black people. So this is the church, and uh, lots of people go to this church. So I enjoy this church. It's a beautiful church. sits right there in the middle of Dixville Avenue. And and if I'm going to join a church, that might be the church. But um, Reverend Barber preached a mighty word. Let me tell you something. He preached a mighty word. He talked about anointing. And, you know, anointing is not just, you know, nice words and, you know, Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. Anointing is you feel it. You you know when God is calling you to do the difficult things. The anointing is the difficult things. You know, it's, it's standing alone in difficult times. 
So anyway, he was like, you can't serve God and, and not have a conscience. That was the message. The sermon was so, I'm telling you something. I'm telling you something. It was the danger of trying to worship God without a conscience. And he talked about Rome. And then he brought it to modern day. I mean, it was, it was, it was everything. And let me tell you something. Uh, the Flukers can sing a mighty song. William Fluker and Lisa, Dr. Lisa Fluker, they they sing a mighty song. You know, they are they are musicians and singers. And uh I I'm always hearing them do jazz, which I love, 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 love. So when they do gospel, it has the jazz underneath, but it's real old school jazz. Let me tell you some old school gospel. She sang a mighty song. She said she she delivered. It was just, I couldn't have asked for more on a on a Palm Sunday. When you bring back the Alleluias. <laughs> when you bring back the Alleluias, I couldn't ask for a better, a better uh sermon. And then there was communion. And it was a compact communion. I know it's COVID. You know, you get your wafer and your little juice all in one little little shot glass. Not even a little smaller than a shot glass. It was great. So let me tell you something. It was it was something. And Rev Reverend Straits could sing. <laughs> I got to call him up. It's like, do you want to come on my show and talk to me about Dixwell Congregation and where it's heading and all that kind of stuff? I it was wonderful. I enjoyed myself immensely. It was, it was just the right word just the right word just the right word but on my my hat I, I i think i'll go for easter now the last several years i've been showing up at ucc dixwell uh for for easter for palm sunday and easter i have <laughs> that's that's where i'm at so you know so i might i might i'll probably go easter sunday put on a hat and show up and get the good word because it feels good to to go to church on Easter Sunday, you know. And uh, I know some people are like, oh, you know, y'all, y'all. Listen, I done put my time in going to church, going to church, going to church, taking my children to church every Sunday, every Sunday for years and years and years. So, so I may pop in too again after Easter. I mean, I have, you know, when I feel some kind of way, I, I need some. I need the the spirit of the. I need to be in the place. Of, of God's people, uh, I pop in. So so it was wonderful. And then uh, I popped by Possible Futures. And then uh, I had my gathering of Mar folks who were going to Marrakesh with, for my birthday uh, at the end of the month. We gathered at, at Bloom. And that Alicia tricked out uh, the Bloom space so beautifully. I mean, it was just so beautiful. And I, I am so grateful. Uh, for her friendship and the way that she just pulled the space together. So uh, half of us showed up and the rest I'll see in Marrakesh. <laughs> I'll see him in Marrakesh. I'll see him in Marrakesh. It was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful gathering. We had some Middle Eastern food from Wawa. It was so good. People were like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to stop out there on my way home and get me some more. I was like, they would appreciate that. I know it. I know it. It was good. It was good. It was good. So that's and that's how I ended my 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 weekend. You know, just spending time doing that. And I, you know, I changed my clothes, put on a caftan, ran over there and chatted with folks and 
drank a little something, something and ate good food. And I mean, it was just a wonderful, just wonderful. So, so that was my weekend. I don't know what y'all did. I was, you know what? I was trying to get over to the Mingus tribute at Woosley Hall, Epitaph. And I, I got over there. I couldn't find any parking because I was just going to run in there and be like, listen, I don't have a ticket. I just want 20 minutes of this. I'll get out your way. Don't call security. <laughs> but I could not find any place to park. And every time I rolled up on parking, somebody got there just before I did. And I was bummed because I would have ran in there for because I had time before uh before I had to run over to uh to Bloom. Um and she, Alicia did a wonderful job. So so yeah, so what are y'all up to? I, I believe Paul is out there in these streets somewhere. It's a bright sunny day. I don't think it's terribly cold. He's gonna bring us word on the street. I don't know who you're gonna run up on, but I'm sure he's gonna run up on somebody. So hey Harry, good morning. Hope you are well. <laughs> no, Harry has not deserted us. Harry's got his hands full doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so he'll pop in every now and again. Now and again with a with a a, a good story, <laughs> a story on the human condition. I don't, I I don't know. And people come up to me and be like, "Does Harry know those are not happy stories?" I said, "Uh, well, define happy because there there is a lot of debate about Harry and his choice of stories." Um. And I'm always sending them back to the drawing board. <laughs> so, so, um, so I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Some of them get right up to the edge of happy, and then others not so much. <laughs> others not so much, not so much. So it, it feels good to, uh, to, to be, to be back on air this morning. I don't know. I can't tell you why. Uh, it just feels good. Happy birthday, Anru. Happy birthday. Yesterday was his birthday. Uh, he'll be on on Thursday. And, and then I can say it out loud. I can say it out loud. Happy birthday, Anru. Happy birthday to you. So I'm going to sing happy birthday to him when he comes on on Thursday. And then uh, my sister's birthday is coming up uh, the 16th, April 16th. So, you know. Uh, so yeah, her birthday is coming. And then all right, so Tanya and what was your name? Hey. Kasia. Good morning, Tanya and Kasia are waiting for the bus. And you're gonna have to pay for the first time in two years. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh my gosh. It sucks. It sucks, man. Like I have to use the ATM and I don't have to. I I don't want to, but I have to use it to get a dollar seventy-five, two dollars to pay for the bus. And the bus like embarrassed me yesterday. He stopped the bus and said, pay your fare. You know, and I had, I had to get off the bus to get use the ATM to pay for my pay. Really? Yeah. I think were you and able I to get quarters, or did you have to pay two bucks? Two dollars. Um, I call Vail for my bus passes. I'm waiting for those. So I didn't even get those yet, so I'm waiting. I'm paying for the bus. Wow. So uh, ATM, you get singles? No, I had to get ten dollars out to pay for the bus. Um, I I can't be doing that every day. And they know? can't give you change for ten, can they? I get change, but give... I can't be. Oh, but they can't give you like, quarters. Like, they only give yeah, you... I'm trying to save money, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, so wow. how often do you take the bus? All day long. Oh, yeah. Every day. Where do you, you guys go? I'm going to, I, I take the Dixon bus. Sergeant, Sergeant Drive. 
on Long Wharf, mm-hmm. and we go to Dixville Avenue, we go to Hamden Plaza, we take the bus off all day long. And where do you go for work, shopping? What's this? Work, shopping. I volunteer, I don't work. You volunteer? I'm yeah, at the So how much of a difference is this going to make? So you talked about convenience. How about money? What's the difference it's going to make to your pocketbook? It's gonna make a big difference because we don't have the money right now. There's no job opportunity. Some people are nice and give me a dollar or two, you know. Some people are nice and give me a dollar or two, you know. Sometimes I have to walk. And there's a lot of job opportunities out here, but nobody's hiring. <laughs> we got a bunch of you fast inspired like two hours. So after two hours, gotta hustle up or get another two dollars for the bus, you know. Babs, do you have any questions? Let's play all day. Fuck man. It's really inconvenient. Yeah, we don't have the money. Let's try to save up to get a car. I I pray for a car one day. Babs, you have so, any questions? For- yes. So when? How do you get bus pass? Do you have to buy a bus pass? Yeah. How or do you get an organization pass? that'll give you a bus bail, pass? And my insurance pays for bus passes, but they didn't even send them yet. Are your buses here? I have to wait from them. I have to wait from the in the yourself? mail. I have to wait from yeah. the in the mail. My insurance mail. pays for it, yeah. but they sent me ten um ten rides. It's a 10 ride bus pass. Mm-hmm. Any other questions, Babs? No, and that's it? Just 10 yet. rides? 10 rides, yeah. Yeah. How do you like the bus? I kind of, I got to tell you. The bus is so nasty. It's not even oh, worth yeah? it, you know? They're not even clean. The buses are nasty, you know? I sit on paper. You sit on paper? Yeah. But it's a, it, I don't complain. It's, it gets me where I got to go, you know? Uh-huh. Better than walking. Better yeah. than walking. Babs, any other questions? Yes. Have you noticed, um, you know, when the bus was free, were a lot of people riding. When it, when you had to pay, did you see a, a, a decrease in the number of people riding the bus? So when the buses were free, did you see more people? Do you see fewer now? I see fewer now. Okay. You're already doing it this weekend. Yes. All right. All right, Babs, I think I'm going to let him get on there. Like I said, yesterday I was so embarrassed because the bus driver stopped the bus. So everybody was like, I got to go to work. I got to work. I got to pay for the bus. You know, he stopped the bus. Like the bus driver said, I got to pay my fare. He stopped everybody on the bus to let me pay my fare. You know, Uh he was like, get off or you got to pay your fare. You know, it's so embarrassing. You know, so to get off and wait for the next bus, use the ATM and get on the next bus. You know, so where are you headed now? Long Wharf. I'm waiting for 274 bus. And what are you going to do at Long Wharf? I go to that foundation for a group. All right. Yeah. And where are you headed? The same place. So, so you guys go to that foundation for the yeah, group. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. She's coming in a minute. All right, yeah. Babs. We gotta let him get the two seventy four, Babs. Okay. Nice okay. Talk to you today. Just love Thank Babs. You. Love Have a good day. FM. And be safe. Wow. Oh my God, the bus you have to pay, and then these bus drivers want to don't act like Nazis. Come on. Like, don't treat people, you know, like, there ought to be a little bit of a grace, you know, so that people can get back into the rhythm of paying or whatever, because, you know, that's one day is free. And then the next day, boom, it's not free. Like, come on, just don't, you know, I'm telling you, I see too many, too many instances where people are willing to just treat people less than, you know, instead of like, it's, listen. One day of allowing somebody to ride the bus is not going to really ha- do much harm. And I know that's easy for me to say because I'm not the bus driver. I'm not responsible. And I guess there's some checks and balance to that, I guess. I don't know. But uh, gosh, give people a little bit of grace. Like, okay, you know the bus is 
you got to pay for the bus moving forward. Just have to remind people, like, just be nice. <laughs> what is it? What does it cost? You know, like it. I don't get it. We would rather, we'd rather, uh, we'd rather harass people than to just come out our bag and just say, okay, uh, I'm gonna let you ride today, but make sure you have your bus fare uh, tomorrow because then you know this puts me in in poor stead with my job. You know what? That like that's the conversation. <sighs> just saying. I'm just, I'm just. Uh... I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I I hope they get their bus. It's a nice day. It's bright, sunny. It's a bit windy. Maybe a little bit uh, cooler uh, uh, than you imagine the way it looks outside. Um, but hey, it's Monday. People get into where they're going, going the way they gotta go. <laughs> And I know people are working on this issue, right? People are working on um, making the buses back to free or or something. Uh, but for two years, man, for the during the pandemic, uh, that's what it was. Uh, and that was pretty good. So so we're we're back to square one. A high five to Gary Winfield for uh uh you for the you matter. I think they're at Riverside Academy. They were at they were at Riverside Academy this morning. Uh, which I don't even know where Riverside Academy is. I think it's over on El Agrasa Boulevard. I think that's where it is, um, next to Adult Ed. I think I'm not sure because schools get moved around this town like 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 the full Monty. Like I don't even <laughs> like one day over here, one day over there. I don't I don't know. But so yeah, so they were they were there welcoming the students to Riverside. I I I believe Riverside is an alternative school. I think, you know, um, at least that's how I recall it. So we'll see. Um, we shall see. Uh, let me tell you my guest this week. I think uh, I have Titus and Titus Kafar and Dwayne Betts on Friday. They're my guest on Friday. Anru is my guest on Thursday. And then I don't have any guests yet on Wednesday or tomorrow. I'm waiting to hear back from some folks. I sent some dates along um, and uh, looking forward to hearing back because there are some people I want to talk to and uh, I'm excited to talk to them. Uh, happy birthday, Sora Paulette Moore Rogers. Uh, happy birthday to my friend Kelly Hurst in Ohio. Uh, I, you are in my prayers. Happy birthday, Tracy Merrow. Happy birthday to my um, my friend and Jewish sister in New York, Harriet Gorin. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Ravon Devila. So it's birthdays. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, that was wonderful. So enjoy your days because I'm certainly enjoying mine. All right, let's see. What is going on in the news? I don't even know. I know one thing, people in France. <laughs> Have y'all know? Have y'all looked at? I talked to my friend Carissa. I sent her a text and I sent her a picture of what's going on in France because you know they live over there periodically. And uh, I was like, uh, "Did you see any of this? Because the trash is built up in Paris uh, in 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 
France, they are protesting uh, Macron's uh, extending retirement benefits, retirement age from, uh, I think, 62 to 64. These folks have taken to the streets. They've stopped. Uh, the, the, the folks who deliver, you know, the pick up the public works, people have stopped picking up garbage. This has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. So they've got garbage piled up in the cities and in the countryside because <laughs> people are not. They are protesting. I mean, they are they are in these streets wrecking havoc. And he's not backing down. He was like, listen, this is a necessary evil. I'm sorry, but this is how we're going to have to get down. And the people are like, no, no, no. You know, these are people that 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 kicked off the French Revolution. So I... I know they got some willpower. <laughs> they got some willpower. They are stomping in these streets. So I don't, I'm paying attention, but don't trash my city, man. Like, yo, but they, they, they are in these streets and they are dead serious about it. So I, I pay a little bit of attention to that. You know, I'm listening to see, you know, cause now at this point, it really is a test of wills. You know, Macron is strong. The people are strong. I don't know how this is going to go down. Like, I I do not know. <laughs> I don't know what these people are going to do, how long they're going to be able to tolerate trash and services shut down. I, I don't know. I do not know. So uh, I'm paying attention to that. But my friend Carissa said, you know, she's been going over there for years and years and years and years, living over there periodically. And she said this was the first time she was ever afraid. She's like, I was really afraid. You know, she's fluent French and the whole nine. They have a place over there, everything. She said they were, she was afraid. I was like, woo, woo. So, oh, anyway, y'all know Trump got indicted. <laughs> he got a perp walk into the courtroom. Uh, I guess at some point, whatever. I'm paying attention to that too. So they, you know, they preparing. New York is preparing for some kind of possible fallout from people acting the fool. I don't know what people think they're gonna do, but they're gonna run up there and try to what? <laughs> do some do some DC insurrectionist stuff? I think not. I think I think New York is a different animal than Washington DC. <laughs> I think New York City cops will hurt you. <laughs> not to say that the DC security force around congress won't hurt you but it's a different animal my friends so uh he's not he's not going to be arranged till tuesday afternoon i'm on the router site um but you know they're they're preparing now you know barricades keep people back that whole nine so you know you can't you can't prepare for this tomorrow you got to get it put in place for today because New York is, you know, an international city. So you got to put all the things in place. So, so yeah. So that ought to be a spectacle of some sort. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I hope people just behave themselves and not get caught up in their emotions of foolishness. And I, I don't know. So, uh, uh, Ah, Finland to officially join NATO. I ain't mad at Finland. Finland is like, listen, y'all not gonna have us out here with 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 Putin warring on people 
Uh-uh, uh-uh. We need protection. We need cover. <laughs> so uh, I'm reading something now uh, from CNBC, the Ukraine war, uh, the, the live updates. Um, the Russian release, Russia releases video of a woman detained over a pro-war blogger death. And then it goes Finland to officially join NATO. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what? Well, so somebody handed her an opposition figure and, uh, she got caught up. So, uh, there was an explosion, uh, at a cafe. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I, <sighs> anyway. So Ukraine is like, it's not our work. We ain't doing none of that. We we too busy trying to fight on our borders. Uh, so anyway, the UN says 8,450 people were killed in the Ukraine since the start of the war. Oh, man. I, I just don't. I hope I never have to experience war zone. I hope I'd never have to experience that. Uh, I just think that's probably more hell on earth than we can imagine to live in a space where we are at war. You know, I, I don't, first of all, Americans wouldn't do well. We just would not do well. We just wouldn't do well. It would be, it would be really, I, I you know what, brush up on your dystopian film so you know what to do. Cause yeah. So Finland to officially join NATO tomorrow april 4th finland will formally become a member of the nato defense alliance on tuesday the finnish the finney uh president president's office said so president uh sali uh nanisto will travel uh to the nato headquarters in brussels uh on the occasion and so the the nato secretary general jen stoutenberg confirmed uh, the timeline of, of Finland's official accession uh, into uh, in, into NATO. So Turkey was the last held holdout on the Helsinki adhesion to the military coalition, but it finally gave its approval on uh, Finland's membership on March 30th. So Turkey was holding that holding out. Listen, Finland was like, y'all not gonna have me out here, caught out here without no support. If they step on our land, y'all got to have our back. I ain't mad at them. Not mad at them. Because I know Ukraine, Ukraine too, they they want to they wanna get in the UN too. I ain't mad at them either. Because then you get more aid. Uh, I don't know. Oh, so the pro-war blogger was Russian and he was killed. Uh, and so Russia is mad about it because they feel like that's an act of terrorism. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Russia, what now? <laughs> you are identifying acts of terrorism. <laughs> the people who are leveling, who are levying terrorism. <laughs> Wait, you calling out terrorism as you are doling out terrorism? All right. I'm just trying to make sure I understand how this 
these pieces are on the board. I'm just trying to see, just trying to get a sense. So Russia is accusing Ukraine of terrorism because their pro-war guy was killed in a cafe somewhere in uh, in St. Petersburg. So you think you Ukrainian pe- bombs did that? I don't. I I I I think Ukraine can do a lot of things because they fight back with a whole heart. I don't. This don't look like their mo. Now, if I was a betting woman, I would put money that Russia blew up this guy because they wanted to say this very thing. I because they're not above it. These they don't have any scruples. So I mean, they will kill their own to make a point. And that's a long way to go to make a point. But I get the sense that that's how they would get down, that they would kill their own guy so they can say, well, y'all killed him. <laughs> y'all committed terrorism against us. <laughs> so they, because they, I, this is a bridge too far, Russia. But then for y'all, there is never a bridge too far. So you want us to believe that y'all are crying terrorism at the same time that y'all are carrying out terrorism. Okay. Not a bridge too far. Anyway. Uh I, I don't I don't even know. So they're they're accusing Ukraine of, of pro-war, the pro-war bloggers' death. I, does that I mean, I okay. All right. This sounds very Saturday Night Live skittish to me. I don't know. Uh, are you kidding me? Russia assumed the presidency of the United Nations Security Council over the weekend. Is this real? Even as its own evasion of the Ukraine continues to escalate, Russian ambassadors to the UN, uh, Vasily uh, Nebenzenzya, will once again take over the rotating presidency for the month of April, a situation Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuluba on Thursday called a bad joke. This is beyond a bad joke. The last time Moscow presided over the body tasked with the maintenance of international peace and security was February 2022, the month that it invaded Ukraine. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand any of this. How do, how do they get to? I mean, well, they're part of NATO, but how do they get to? Uh, the president wrote that. Well, see, this is the the rule is, the presidency rotates each month among fifteen members, with the five permanent members being Russia, China, France, the UK, and the US, along with ten non permanent members elected to two year terms by the UN General Assembly. So that's the rules they set up. I bet you there's people sitting around thinking, we got to amend this. <laughs> Particularly since we can't cut out Russia to quit trying to kill everybody in the world. <laughs> All right, let me get back to it. Let me get back, let me get local. So uh, let me go over to the New Haven Independence part before I before we break. Before I go on a break, uh, because there was some stuff that went down, uh, 
there was a double homicide uh, uh, this weekend, uh, and it shut down all of uh, you know over there in Beaver Hill on the Carmel, Winthrop, Whaley, Golf Terrace side. Uh, so I'm I'm a I'm uh I'm interested in uh I'm interested in that. So two shot dead on Winthrop. So two men were shot and killed in a parked car on Winthrop Avenue Saturday morning, becoming the city's seventh and eighth homicide victim so far this year. Man, you know, this we we need a mayor. We need a mayor, we need a mayor. And you know, I saw I saw Mayor Harp uh, in church on Sunday at uh, Dixwell. And, you know, she's out here living her best life. But, man, we could use her in office. This is just the sort of thing that she could handle, you know. And there's some other folks that I wish were in office, too. But, you know, wishing is free, and that's all I know. But God knows we need a mayor. God knows we need somebody with some skills and, and who isn't rooted in pettiness and smallness. This city is too great to be run by mediocrity. It's just the city is too great to, to have mediocre hands at the reins. And you can't make up, you can't make up for mediocrity with a bulldog CAO. It just can't. It doesn't work. You have a bulldog CAO and, and a mediocre, mediocre mayor. That's just not a winning combination. It's just not. It's, it's a trifling combination. You know, there's no there's no win in that. And this city is too amazing to be run by this level of whatever this is. So say what I want. Say what I said. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm just going to leave it alone. But yeah, so. And then... Um, Alan Appel, I saw Alan at the church, but he was way on the other side of the, of the sanctuary. So I didn't get a chance to uh, um, say hi to him or anything, but he captured a, he captured the day. Uh, uh, pretty good. And I'm in the picture. I'm in the, I'm in the, one of the pictures, I'm way across the, the room and I have a hat on. One of the few women wearing a hat for uh for uh, for uh, Palm Sunday, I like wearing hats, and I love wearing hats to church. So it was a wonderful, it was a one. And you know what? If you want to hear it, you can. They live. They were live streaming it, and it's up and recorded, and it's in the body of the uh, of the uh, New Haven Independent piece. So if you want to go and listen to it, and, and I and I will tell you, and I will invite you. It is well worth listening to. Uh, even just even, it, it, to, from 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 Reverend Streets to Reverend Barber to the Flukers. I mean, it's it's well worth. Uh, you know, um, he he brought a mighty word. Reverend Barber brought a mighty word, and he walked in truth. And I mean, you just cannot. You you cannot you cannot dismiss that. It's just, it's just such a, was such a wonderful, uh, you know, hopefully you walked out of there and you felt like you could do anything you like, you have a, a responsibility to, to do more. Right. And that's, and I think that's how, 
you should walk out of a, a social justice church feeling like, you know what, I, there's more to be done. You know, you shouldn't just go home and be like, oh, that was a lovely little sermon and then start serving, you know, sweet potatoes. Uh-uh. You, you, that should be in you and you should feel it and it should stay with you. Because I, I still feel it. I still feel very much that sermon. And, you know, he talked about how we are six minutes away from death. That's it. Six, six minutes. And, and he, and he said, and I don't mean Dougie fresh on the dance floor. <laughs> he's like, we are six minutes. And I was like, he's like, what, what do you, what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? You know, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh I I that was arresting to me. I think about that kind of stuff all the time, you know. I think about that stuff all the time and uh uh it was a mighty word. That's what I'll say. It was a mighty word. And we we and in these moments, uh we need a mighty word. And and uh I appreciate Reverend Barbara being the one that is um, reminding us of our moral compass. And it's never too late to have a moral compass. Even if you've been immoral, even if you've done dastardly things, it is never too late to develop and cultivate a moral compass to, to do what is right. To Even in the face of everybody else doing what's wrong, moral compass. And, uh, and that resonated with me. And that's not a, it's not a, it's a, it's not a judgment thing like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than, no, it is. First of all, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We all fall short of the glory of God, but that does not mean that we do not keep trying for the glory of God. Um, and so uh, you, you just cannot do, you cannot serve God without a conscience. And that I, I just love, just go and listen to this to sermon because I don't think I'm doing it justice. And and listen, I have good command of language, but I, I want people to to just take the two hours or whatever, or just get or just zoom right to the part where he starts speaking, and then be in it, and let and let that wash over you, um, because I I was quite moved, and I'm so glad it was live streamed because I am going to go back and listen to it, because he he brought a mighty word, um, and there were some divinity students there and. Uh, and all kinds of people were there, so it was it was so it was a mighty word for all of us here. And the children were so cute, um, giving out the the palms for Palm Sunday. Uh, I have mine somewhere. <laughs> I I have mine somewhere. So and we'll see. You know, uh, it was it was just a beautiful. And I, I tell you what, I'm gonna get me a Lisa Fluker CD. I think I have one. I think she gifted me one. Uh, a couple of a summer or so ago, Mom, I, I got to go look through my CD uh, collection and find it and put it on because she just was singing beautifully. I just enjoyed her so much. She asked me to do something recently. I don't think I could do it because I'll be in Morocco celebrating my uh, 60th birthday. You know, I I told uh, my girlfriends yesterday when we were gathering for the trip. I said, you know, I, it is it is. It is stunning to me that I see 60 because I, I never believed that I would see 60. I never thought that I would get here. So uh, I really, I so I didn't see past 60. So now that I'm squarely 
you know, almost at 60 for all intents and purposes of 60. Uh, it is a, it is amazing thing to sort of be in the right mind, have a modicum of good health, still fat, but okay. Um, and uh, come through both the, both the hip surgeries, which I'm grateful to have gotten out of the way and that I, I am mobile. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, I've got to pin a, a bigger message or something and think about this. And maybe, maybe it becomes an op-ed piece for the inner city. I've not done one of those in quite some time, you know, because uh, I'm so busy curating content that I don't really have time to think about what, what I could write. I just don't, I just don't have time, but maybe I will uh, for my 60, you know, what I've seen and, uh, and, and the, the places I've been and what I know and, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I can't get the flukers out of my head with the music that they sang and performed, you know, uh, listen. And I, I'm troubled by, we are seven, we are seven homicides in this city. It's not even summer. This is just because we just had mild weather, I would imagine, because weather plays a huge part. But we've got to do some other things. I don't know how to press upon people to think about this differently. I, I don't. I, I I am, you know, I, I don't. And I know there are people out there who are working on these issues. I mean, in, in absence of the mediocrity of this city, there are people in, in neighborhoods, Newhallville, Dixwell, Kensington, uh, the Hill. There are people working on these things diligently and with full force uh, of commitment and and moral compass. I I know it. I know the people who are working on these things and and without support of of without support. Uh, but but on the but but believing that it must be done, it has to be done, and that's it. So. So when you when you have that, and I I think that's that's God's will right there. When you you feel the fire of listen, you look to your left, you look to your right, you look up, you look down. You're like, well, okay, let me let me suit up because I got to get in here and and do what I can for my neighborhood, my community, and we all have a part to play. We all have a part to play uh, to make the world a better place and to disrupt foolishness when we see it. And so I'm hoping, uh, so just go and listen to the sermon. It's it's in the body of the New Haven Independent um, by Alan Arpel. Come on, you you will not be, uh, <coughs> you will not be disappointed. Um, and if you're like me, and some of y'all are, you will be um, fully moved. So I'll be back. Harry, we're going on break. We'll be back. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Even in strange times, I'll find my strength. Even when down I'll stand Do you love me, your belong? Sometimes I wish I wasn't born Crying 
Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy, and it's Monday, and I'm in the Elm. Monday. So, April is National Poetry Month. My favorite thing. I am a poet to my core, uh, and I've been writing poetry uh, since I started this writing group uh, with my friend Jill, who lives in Ohio. We meet every Sunday at 11, and we spend an hour writing and uh i have taken up to writing poetry i don't know we've been doing this for a few months now um and she is takes up writing different different various different things uh and it's been such a joy to sort of commit time to something that i love so much but i'm going to invest in taking a poetry writing course with uh nzinga um she sent me the link i'm gonna join her poetry uh class and and uh learn a few things old dog new tricks <laughs> that's what we doing uh but anyway so in honor of uh uh national poetry month every day i'm gonna just put some poetry out there for y'all by various people who i enjoy i dig y'all know i got personal favorites i've got new loves um right now uh i've been enjoying yolanda Seely ruiz whose uh, love from the vortex has really walked me through a very uh, difficult and painful uh, un- uh, 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 uncoupling with somebody, I guess I could say. You know, uh, we're still friends, but the level of con- the level of intensity that we were to each other is is dissipating, I think, or at least I'm doing my best to dissipate it. Um, but anyway, uh, that, that, this book walked me through uh, putting words to my broken heart, right? And it, and it it is a broken heart, which is fine. It needed to be broken, uh, and it needs to be rebuilt with some other boundaries and, and uh, whatever. But this book was just grace. It was just such, and I just happened upon it, uh, at Possible Futures. I did not know this poet. And there's a whole section of poetry of possible futures. I have a whole section of poetry here. Uh, but this was just grace. And uh, I just want to read uh, a, a couple of them that I've dog-eared. I'm forever dog-earing pages. <laughs> and uh, and some of these are, are, are pretty intimate, but I, you'll get the gist. So here we go. Permission. So here it is. This is this is the poem. You, yes, you, excite me. Thoughts of you interrupt my day and send my mind on unscheduled vacations. It's quite a challenge, you should know, for me to continue with the mundane and the trivial with visions of you are the competition. You. Yes, you have given me reason to believe that a woman should expect to be surprised by her emotions. You, yes, you have caused me to smile when nary a joke has been told, to lick my lips just as the thought of yours, to tilt my head and imagine a midnight sky that doesn't stain of loneliness. You, yes, you have awakened a mighty spirit in me. And you have done all this without the slightest touch. 
and certainly with no permission from me. I, I love that. I, lo I love, 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 love it. Love it. Love it. And that, and that really is, that really is the, 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 that is it right there. That is, that is it. That is it. And uh, I find it quite moving. So, and uh, I need to go back and look at her story uh, because she wrote this book about all the lovers or the one, the lovers that had such a lasting impression on her. And she, she <laughs> and so she broke it up into sections by then. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's dedicated to for me and the six. So the six other brothers had such an influence on her. Um, she had to, she had to capture it. Uh, uh, she had to capture it. And so it's broken up into sections. Joseph, Ian, Angel, Salvador, Zarin, Tyrone, and then other poems. <laughs> so uh, I, I just love it. This is, this is like the best. This is the best. So here's here's another poem that I, I dig and it's dog-eared, of course. Uh, More Than Friends. Something has certainly happened between this week and last, between yesterday and today, within this last hour, minute, moment. Several hours of my day are spent thinking of you, what you look like, smell like, smile like. And, and I want to be near you or that instant or that moment. Tell you that a friendship like ours can only remain if we agree to never look into each other's eyes this woman knew what she was talking about <laughs> and i i just found this body of work just what i needed in the moments that i needed it like it's just what i needed it just was like a bomb because i i mean i'm a poet i could have written my own tone to 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 what i was feeling but sometimes you just need somebody else to sort of pour salve on you and this is what this is really a bomb. Sad. This is sad because when she wrote these things about these different um, uh, lovers or friends or men, uh, I relate. I could relate so so uh, readily and so clearly about you know that feeling, that movement, you know. And and listen, I have been quite blessed to have loved some amazing men and not so amazing men. And I've been loved by amazing men and not so amazing men. Um, and so I, 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 I am not a woman who has not been worshipped or put on a pedestal or, or cared for or any of that stuff. Like I, I've been all those, been lots of things to lots of men. And, uh, and uh, but this last go round um, did a couple of things. It, uh it it made me sort of stand outside of myself and and say what what am i asking this person for like what what am i asking them for by and not by like literally saying what this is what i want you to do but uh, me bemoaning them at, makes me ask myself what what is it that i wanted 
What was I thinking? What was I hoping for? Uh, and I, I like, you know, I tell everybody, I like, I like when I have to wrestle with hard questions about myself and my feelings. I, I don't, I don't shy away from that stuff. I mean, I literally do not shy away. It's hard and painful, but that's okay. Like, you know, hard and painful, legitimate emotions. <laughs> so anyway, these poems um get right at the heart of and and i won't do all these poems all every week like every day there'll be different poems like tonight i'll just start pulling poetry books together and every day i'll have some poems to read um and when i don't have guests you know at least get one in um and since i have time today and maybe tomorrow we'll see what happens but um i i just thought this book was was perfect um, and what I was feeling at the moment. And now I could just sort of read it with a different kind of, and now that I'm like, now I'm past the initial hurt feelings, but I've already walked myself through all of that. I Now I can look at these with a different, uh, I can look at this um, from a different place. <laughs> you know? Like when when she talks about leaving the vortex, there's a whole poem on the vortex, and uh, and then there's one on leaving the vortex, and uh, and I I I I could read the vortex and just be like crying in my beer, and then and then read uh, the leaving the vortex as uh, quite revolutionary and liberating. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. So that's what I mean. Um, I, you know, I didn't stay in, in the random, you know, whatever for very long. It was a couple of weeks, right? And I, there, there's still remnants of that. Like I still feel some kind of way, but it is not. Um, uh, it's not the same intensity of the initial, whatever. And and you know, when I when I start to walk in truth and tell myself myself some truths, then it I get farther and farther away from that heartache kind of stuff because I'm like girl <laughs> you know when you when you start to tell the truth about a situation and you see it for what it was and see it for what it is you you cannot lament you know you cannot lament further you just can't or it's just be crazy I'm not crazy so once you once you get to the finality of it once you like oh okay this is this is it right here. Once you get to that, you're like, all right. <laughs> let me let me move on. Let me move about the let me move a little further about the cabin. Do you know what I mean? And that's uh and that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh I do not feel the same as I felt a month ago um about all this. Oh, it now listen, it's still painful. And there is a longing there. But it is not a, it's not ever present. It's not overwhelming. It's it's not um uh it is not dragging me to the depths of hell. <laughs> it's not doing that. You know, it's something you just wake up one day and be like, oh <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, the sun is out. Where was I? Okay. So anyway, so this so this speaks to where I am, uh, where I am.
leaving the vortex, leaving the vortex. But I wanted to, I wanted to read the vortex um, and, and not like leaving the vortex first. I wanted to, so that you could sort of see the, um, so that you could see the, uh, the evolution of things. I'm all about the evolution. Because if you see the evolution, then it becomes very clear. You're like, aha! <laughs> right? You know that aha moment? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> aha! And uh, and uh, I have to find it now. Now it's going to get on my nerves. Because I dog-eared all the pages. And now I'm like, okay, all right, let me see. Uh, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful book. And it's it's a grown woman's kind of poetry book about, you know, relationships that, you know, have given you all kinds of whatever. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. You know, and if you're not having relationships that give you whatever, are you even living? You know, it's all right to have a broken heart. <laughs> it's all right. As long as you don't let the broken heart break you, it's all right. I think we all have to, I mean, we all have to have a a, a, a broken heart from time to time. That reminds us that we are feeling people. And, uh, and I never want to be a not feeling person, you know. And I never want to, I never want to enter into things for fear of having my heart broken. Not, that's not it. That's not the reason why I wouldn't enter into stuff. <laughs> that's that's that the reason. Because I, I, I'm all right. And you can be all right. Uh, you can be all right. And I want people to be all right. I do. Uh, but anyway, leaving the vortex. My passion for you is no longer useful now that you know my potential to love you. I will not slip again into sadness. I will not write streams of consciousness that spiral my heart into the vortex. I am grateful for the vortex. It has served me well. It is now time to leave it behind and discover what beauty awaits. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the end all be all to everything. This is here and there. <laughs> this is here and there. And uh and that's how I knew I was done, right? I, I knew I was done when I got to that. When I got to that, I thought, yes. Yes, yes, yes. When I got to that. And uh and then when I let it like just hang out in my spirit a little bit. Uh, I thought, yes. Um, so the, the, what, the poem that set this off, the poem that set it in motion that, that made me discover this book. Uh, when I picked this book up, this was the first poem I, I came across. So it was Kismet, I would imagine. Black unicorns. I think ours is a different kind of love. One between two unicorns amongst the sea of stable horses. Not many, ourselves included, know to what depth this love can sink to rise from. 
Are we a single moment tied together with a bird's breath? Or are we a spiral spinning into a lifetime? So I I like that. That that was the jump off. <laughs> and then uh and then and then everything else was just grace, you know, just and I and I still pick this up. And, I'm, and as I do every book of poetry, I still pick them up. And and even though I have my personal favorites, I go back to my personal favorites, favorites, and I learn something new. Like I learn new stuff. And that's that's an amazing thing for a poem. You know, that's an amazing thing. You know, I've got I've got some of my favorite poet poems right here. You know, who doesn't if you don't have some Pablo Naruda in your poetry stash, are you even reading poetry? <laughs> you cannot speak of love without having this little beauty. This little beauty right here. If you don't, if you are talking about love and you don't have love poems by Pablo Neruda, then you don't have no love poems. And you know, Pablo Neruda was uh, born in 1904, died in 1973. So he's born in the town of uh, Parel in Chile and began publishing his poetry in 1920. And from 1927 to 1943, he served as a diplomat abroad, returning to Chile in 1952. In 1971, he won the Nobel Peace Prize for Literature. Um, so listen, you've got to uh, listen. If you don't have these love poems by Pablo Neruda, I don't know what you're doing. One side is in Spanish, one side is in uh, English. So you can you can just be badass. And if you if you can recite them in Spanish, even if you don't know what they are. On the next, on the next to it, you're uh, you're good. But you you get the English translation. Uh, you get the English translation. Excuse me, my eye is itchy. I don't know why. Anyway, so uh, I'm gonna save my Pablo Neruda uh for another day. Uh, but I'm telling you, this little beauty is just worth everything. Um, sometimes I sometimes I slip it into my purse. Because sometimes I need to remind myself in the world that feels like it's devoid of love uh, to get some love in it by picking up a little Pablo Neruda. I've got Nikki Giovanni books too, because y'all know she is my great, 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 great love. Uh, and, uh, and, and everything that she writes, I devour with everything in my being. And I can't say that I have all her books of poetry because I do not. Um, but I have a bunch and I have albums <laughs> and I have CDs, I think. So, uh, and then I have my, my, my friend, Crystal, Crystal A. DeGregory, um, the Bohemian woman, my Bohemian sister. Uh, I got her, I bought two books of hers. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I'll read some of hers later, but back to uh, Love from the Vortex, which really, uh, I, I am just, uh, I love so much. Uh, and let me tell you a little bit about, uh, I can tell you a little bit about um, Miss Yolanda Celie Ruiz. 
She is a poet and award-winning professor of English education at Teachers College at Columbia University. Um, she's a, a literary educator for over two decades. Uh, she travels around the country speaking with fellow educators about race, culturally responsive pedagogy, and the power of love and education. She is the daughter of Elsie Seeley and the late Edgar Seeley, the sister of David and Donna, the mother of Olivia, and the best friend of uh, Goldie. Yolanda is a woman who loves God and still believes in love. And I'm with you. I still believe in love too. And it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't concern myself with the broken heart part because, you know, time will just fix that. And time and just paying attention to understanding that you have a broken heart. Have a broken heart. Damn. What, why is everybody trying to run away from a broken heart? Yes, it will drag you. Yes, it, you're low. Yes, you feel terrible. <laughs> but I don't know of any other time outside of being in love and giddy that you that you are fully alive and human with these honest to God emotions that drag you from here to there. Oh, to be in love. It, it got to come with something. And uh, and if your heart breaks, your heart breaks. And there's so many, there's so many good poems out there that can, you know, are, are so many poems that are like stitches, you know, and your voice is like the needle. So you start to read to yourself and you start to mend and stitch that heart back together. And then you realize those words are like, like Teflon threads. <laughs> You know, you just like Teflon threads and then your heart just starts to, you just start to mend. And then the next thing you know, you're starting to notice other things that make you happy and joy comes back into your life and the day seems brighter and champagne is sweeter and your conversations are more intense and your laughter is hearty. And that, my friend, means you're back in the world. Back in the world to take on new challenges. Back in the world to sort of say, <sighs> and I think that's what spring is. Spring is that renewal and the reminder that it comes back around. That love comes back around. Isn't that the joy? That's why I love this, this time of year because things start to bloom. Your heart starts to bloom. You start to open up. Winter is behind us. The desolate winter the deep and brooding winter when everything is dark and hibernating and everything is, you know, under the covers. And then the next thing you know, the bright sun and spring and things are blooming and colors everywhere and fragrance is in the air. And the next thing you know, you're ready to do it all again. Or at least dream about doing it again. You know, at least dream about doing it again. So, so this is why I like this book so much. You know, this is why this is why I love this book. And uh and it has helped me tremendously. It really has. And uh uh and and I'm just grateful that it, that, that this guy put me in front of it. <laughs> really. I I would have never picked this up if I wasn't sitting at possible futures feeling some kind of way and like struggling with my feelings and my thoughts and where did it go wrong? And, and it, I think you should spend just a little bit of time on where did it go wrong? And, and, but you know, and when I say a little bit of time, I mean, 
get to the truth of it quickly so that you are not telling yourself a story that isn't true. So get to the heart of it rather quickly so that you can begin to uh, use these words as a stitching for the heart so that you can get back to, to, to the business of living and not lamenting. That's what I suggest. You know, we spend so much time lamenting. I mean, we spend so much time, you know, oh, if if I could have been this and he could have been that or whatever, whatever, or they could have been this and we could have been, no, 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 no. That's not getting to the truth. Get to the truth. Get to the truth. And own your part of the story. You know, if you were a fool, say, you know what, I was a fool. Or, you know, I saw what I wanted to see for as long as I wanted to see it. And now that I no longer see, now that I see the truth of things, oh, then I could no longer be like blindly into this, right? That's, that's, that's the truth, you know? So I'm just saying, um, look, look, listen, I'm still in love with this person. It, that does not, that does not change. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's still very much between us. Um, but for me, uh, uh, I just have to uh, create uh, a different sense of boundaries and a different sense of orientation about where I am in relationship to. And uh, and you could say that's self-preservation or whatever. Um, I'm not hiding and I'm not being fully myself. I'm being fully myself. Uh, whether I'm with or without, I'm fully myself. Fully myself. That's where I'm at. Um, but, you know, the dynamics can change. And that's fine. And I think things could change. Things are changing. Things have changed. Uh, <laughs> although, although recently I got a text that said, uh, I don't, I got to read it because it's, uh, it's such a uh, it's such a a wonderful um, it's such a wonderful touche kind of thing uh, that I just was quite moved by, and and it was it just made me you know it's the kind you know those laughs that you're like okay touche to <laughs> touche touche touche. Uh, uh, Touche. So here's a, a piece of Shakespeare uh, from one of the sonnets. Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. I know it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempest and is never shaken. So that simply means you can take your little love away if you want to. But it's still there. <laughs> I'm not gonna be moved. But you take it, whatever you think you do it. <laughs> and I, 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 uh, I, I had to laugh. Um, and then my reply was, "It is a star to every wandering bark whose worth unknown, although his height be taken." You know, point well taken. Point well taken. Love's not time's fool. Though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickles come past come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, 
but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be error and upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, there we are. There we are. Funny, funny, funny. So, 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 so I feel freed. Do you know what I mean? I feel, I feel freed and that's okay. And that's, and that's a wonderful thing. And, and that, and the love remains. You see what I mean? Like the love remains. So I feel free. The love remains. Uh, and so I owe Love from the Vortex and other poems by Yolanda Celie Ruiz uh, as, as the, the therapeutic, uh, the therapeutic balm that I needed for that moment. And I, you know, I, I, I try to look at something every night from this or every couple of nights. It sleeps in the bed with me. Uh, but it's it's starting to to move its way into another realm of my 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 books because uh I feel like I've gotten what I needed from it. Um and then when I come back to read it again, it will be from one of just not not experiencing a broken heart and looking for a bomb. But as someone who is like, I just like these poems. <laughs> I and and I dare say, had this book been uh, out when I was a younger woman, this would have been my parting gift for brothers, uh, for men who I was breaking up with or leaving or walking away from. Instead of uh, uh, erotique noir, I, I think I would have given 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 them that and given them this, like deuces. <laughs> That would have been, that would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. So, you know, uh, so there, there's that part. Yeah, there's that part. So April's National Poetry Month. I maybe try to get some poets on. My my uh, my time on air this month is short because I'm I, I'm off air starting the week of the twenty fourth, uh, and then uh, I am uh, I'm on a plane um, uh, on the twenty. Fifth, sixth, I'm on a plane, uh, and I, I'm, you know, making my way to across the world to North Africa, uh, and oh, and I got into a a writing residency in Senegal. I'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I got into a. I'm going to Dakar, Senegal, in next February, 2024, for about two and a half weeks uh, to to do a writer's residency, and I'm so delighted and excited. Uh, I can't begin. I, I'm not thinking about it too much now. I'm I'm overwhelmed with thinking about it because uh, I got like a whole year to get in front of me, and I got to sit for the LSATs in June. So, uh, so yes, I'm excited about going to Senegal for this writers retreat, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Uh, but right now, uh, it's far away and tucked away. I've got other things in front of me that require my attention and. Um, but I, I did want to share that news. So it's, I, I posted it up on Facebook, but it's, it's, uh, it's out there publicly. So I'm excited. So I'm thinking about the things that I want to work on, uh, as, as a writer. And, uh, I, I looked at my, uh, writer's app that I have. I spent some time on it the other day and I was like, wow, you know, seven years ago, I started writing in this app. 
I've not published one damn thing. And I don't know if publishing is the goal. I mean, it ought to be the goal. Like it's low key the goal. But uh, seven years ago, I started writing in the. I started uh, uh, writing several stories, several different things. Uh, mostly believing that I was going to write memoirs, uh, but mostly other other nonfiction kinds of things and some fiction things and lots of fiction things and um, and so. I'm going to pick that up again. So I just have to, you know, there's so many things that I have to do. <laughs> there's so many other things in front of what I, what I say I want to do. <laughs> there's so many things. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm thinking about Reverend Barber. Six minutes. Six minutes is all you have. And uh, and uh, I, 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 I am acutely, and I tell people all the time, I'm acutely aware of my mortality. And I've been so since I turned 50, I've been acutely aware of my mortality. Um, and here I am 10 years later, I'm still thinking about mortality. You know, not morbidly, not like, oh, I'm ready to die. No, but just thinking about, I have to do things that count and and uh, and making everything count in the ways that matter to me and meaningful to me, not to anybody else, just meaningful to me. What's meaningful to me? So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited by that. So yeah, so I'll talk more about it tomorrow and then, and then I'll leave it alone until it comes back around for 2024 because uh, that's when I, I go. And uh, so uh, I'm on my way out, but I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you all for hanging out with me this morning on this fine April 3rd. We are into it, people, into it. So uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Paul. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Sometimes I can't stand you, I hate you, then sometimes I even miss you, I hate to admit, but your love I can't forget, and it's sad because I just was the illest, the realest, find myself thinking about you, then I reminisce about you and how you do, then I think about how I used to be. And naive to the went through. Instead, you got a up late, tossing and turning. Handy in the cup, and it's burning. Man, I gotta get a grip, cause I can't keep living like this. Earth is this, and it's that.